you're, you're a Fonzie. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to episode 115 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... America. 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 <laughs> America's here with us today? Yes, they are. <laughs> America, are you tired of looking in your cupboard and only having one sugar cube? Are you sick and tired of getting the apple with the worm? Or how about when you wake up in the morning, your saddle's just a little too tight, and your jockey, your rider, is just beating you with that whip? Is that a, is that a dig on a rider? <laughs> <laughs> If you're tired of these injustices, you're tired of him beating on you. <laughs> if you're tired of all this crap, I suggest you vote Lord Horsecles and ride him into the future, because he'll make sure you get enough sugar, no apple with a worm unless you want it, no saddles, and less beatings from the rider. So, so you're going to give him lots of sugar, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Lord Horsecles, 2016, ride him in the future. I'm Lord Horsecles, and I approve this message. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Miguel Garza. I'm president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're president in your own mind. We got it. <laughs> All right, we got a lot to go over today, so let's get right into it. All right, man. What were your top two comics this week? Number two, Spider-Man 299, number nine, by Peter David and Will Sliney. Obviously, he's pissed, because now he found this woman, knows the mother lied to him, and he's like jacked and pissed, and even Spider-Man can't control him. Yeah, he's, Miguel's kind of gone off the chain. You know, hey, wait a second. up to his namesake. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's a really good issue. I enjoyed it. Man, the fight between him and uh, what was that guy's name? Mount, Mountain Marco? I can't remember his name. Uh, the Russian dude. I don't remember his dude, name. Dude, he yeah. beat the crap out of that guy. He yeah. lost total control. He's like, tell me where she is. Tell me where she is. <laughs> and he's like breaking his fingers and shit. <laughs> Give me back my son. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was one of those kind of moments. Yeah. It was a really like aggressive Spider-Man. I mean, he's... You know, not pulling any punches. He's very, very vicious compared to Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. And when you see them both standing next to each other, both Spider-Mans, you know, you have Spider-Man 29 and Peter Parker, they look, you look at the suits, and because he's, like, pissed off, he looks a lot more menacing with that pink shit on now. He looks, it looks freaking badass. I'm not going to lie to you, especially with the little hook things coming out of his arms. Well, when he's, like, actually killing people and breaking their fingers and shit, you don't really care what colors he's wearing. <laughs> like, the pink's a little more forgivable. <laughs> yeah, but then he meets the mother, and you find out the mother has something that I want to spoil. Uh, and she tells the whole little story, too, and then you realize that she's not really a bitch that you think she is. No, there was a reason she was doing what she did. Um, it was a really good issue. I mean, if you've been reading Spider-Man 29-9 and keeping up with... Uh, What's been going on with Miguel and his girlfriend who got hit by the car? Hey, I'm stuff. married. I'll have a girlfriend. I didn't, I didn't say you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, it's a really good issue. I mean, like I said, if you've been reading it and you've been keeping up with Miguel and his girlfriend and all the stuff from issue one, uh, Peter Davis just doing a fantastic job. It was a really good issue. Didn't quite crack my top three. Uh, there's a few books I liked a lot better this week, but man, it was a tough week. There were so many good issues. I know. I mean, reading all the books that we got, and we didn't get that many, but they were all good. Yeah. What was your number two? Uh, my number two is actually Spider-Man number three from Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli. I love that book, too. Um, this is way more of a, a young superhero kind of story. I mean, you got Miles Morales. He's still trying to deal with the whole, I'm going to be Spider-Man and, and let my grade slip and not worry about what I'm going to do for a job or any of that kind of stuff. Like, helping people is more important to him. And, of course, he's teamed up with Kamala Khan a little bit in the past. And uh, she knows who he is, but he doesn't know who she is. Which is crap. He just calls her Miss Marvel. But he comes home one day from superheroing. And his mom has called in his grandmother to teach him a lesson because she found out about his bad grades. 
and the grandmother's convinced he's on drugs and like won't let it go. <laughs> Who's that girl there? She's on drugs. <laughs> Everybody she talks about is on drugs, and that he's just wasting his life and ruining his future, and like he can't tell any of them he's Spider Man. So it's it's really a personal story about Miles Morales, but it's also kind of superhero-y because uh, Kamala does show up and she kind of talks to him a little bit and convinces him that he's doing the right thing and uh, you know, encourages him to keep being Spider-Man, which I don't think there was any danger from stopping that anyways. No. But the best part, and my favorite part of the entire thing, is like the very end when he goes back to school and he's really like trying to hunker down and focus on his studies. Come on, man. And they introduce the new <laughs> classmate uh, to, the, to the class because him and Kamala are in the same classroom, and it's Gold Balls. Like they're, <laughs> they're talking about mutants and stuff in class, and then Gold Balls shows up. So he's going to team up with Miles Morales from this point forward, which I think is... Gonna be a lot of fun. And Miles' best friend is I love Gold Balls. He's my favorite. Uh, after Spider Man, <laughs> <laughs> Gold Balls is one of my favorites too. He's like definitely my new favorite mutant of the last like five years. When Kamala came to his house and the grandma opened the door, didn't she look a little like a little rough? She looked like I could have sworn like when she had her shirt up a little bit, it looked like she had a tattoo down there. So I'm like, what the hell? A little bit. I looked like it. I couldn't tell if it was like. For- I, I kind of like Miles' dad too. He's like, I'm not dealing with this shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> she needs to get the hell out. I'll throw her out. She's like, what about her hip? She's probably been because she got thrown out before. <laughs> it's crazy shit. It was a really good issue. Like I've been really impressed with Spider-Man so far. I mean, I was never the biggest Miles Morales fan when it was Ultimate Spider-Man, but I'm liking him in the same world as Peter Parker and Miguel O'Hara and like everybody else. That's because who's writing it, man? And Bendis is doing such a fantastic job with it. That's part of it too. But check it out. Um, if you missed the first two, maybe wait for the first trade. But, man, this has been a fantastic story oh, so I far. I love it. It's, I really look forward to it. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to be a real fan of him, but I, I've become a fan. Yeah, me too. So what was your number one? <laughs> Another Brian Michael Bendis book with Mike Dodato. Diodato? Yeah, Diodato. I knew I was going to say that right today, too, and I said it in my head at the house. Diodato, Diodato, and then I get here, Dodato. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Roboto. Invincible. Origato, Mr. Diodato. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Invincible Iron Man number eight. Man, okay. As vicious as Spider-Man 2099 was, it's got nothing on this book. There, like, every book this week's been like some serious slug fighting and some ass whoopings going on. Yeah. Uh, so War Machine was captured by the ninjas, the, the techno ninjas, or whatever you want to call them. They're trying to steal his suit, his powers. And Iron <laughs> Man and uh, Spider-Man are in yep. Japan trying to find him. And they go to where Rhodey's last location was. And they're not at all prepared to fight the ninjas because with, as soon as they land... The techno ninja or whatever starts stealing all of their equipment too. Like the iron suit starts peeling off of Tony, flying yeah, into it and making the thing even stronger and bigger. Yeah, because Rhodey tries. To, I mean, he's just go, no, go, and it's too late. And none of Tony's shutdown commands or, or any of that kind of stuff is even effective against it. All of his stuff's just gone. He can't control it anymore. Even Peter Parker's web shooters like malfunction and, and go towards the guy. So <laughs> there's just like this one big blob of machinery that's mm-hmm. like super powerful, and then a bunch of ninjas. Yeah, and they're all fighting against Rhodey. And Rhodey's like a you know Navy SEAL on top of being War Machine, and he's just kicking ass. He's, he's like, <laughs> like, you can't beat that guy. He's in his underwear. There's a Navy SEAL Avenger in his underwear. <laughs> Freaking hilarious. It was really really good. At best one liners in some of the book. I mean, Spider Man giving one liners to Iron Man, and then Iron Man telling Rhodey, "We're gonna talk about those boxers." <laughs> and Spider Man's like, "Wait, I feel a monologue coming on." And the guy goes, "You're all gonna die." He's like, "That's it? You're terrible at this." <laughs> yeah, it was humor. Action and the conclusion. Man, I can't wait for the next one to come out. I, like, I'm not the biggest Iron Man fan mm-hmm. in, in comics generally, uh, but ever since Superior Iron Man, I feel like they've just really been taking Tony in an interesting direction. I've really enjoyed what they've been doing. And, and this book in particular, I've enjoyed a lot. I, I've enjoyed Invincible Iron Man. I really have. It's one of my favorites. And Bendis is writing it. So, 
I mean, what what can you say? He's on top of his game right now, man. Mm-hmm. Everything he's writing is great. What was your pick of the week? Or you want me? No, what was your number one? My bad. Uh, my number one was actually Walking Dead number 153 from Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adler. I know why you like that. <laughs> uh, so Negan manages to escape. Last last issue, I think it was. And, uh, you know, Rick and the townspeople are searching everywhere, high and low, trying to find him. But there's a caravan that left to go to the hilltop. And Negan, of course, managed to sneak out with him, and, and nobody was the wiser. Well, that little snot-nosed punk Brandon... <laughs> uh, is the one that helped Negan escape and the one that got Negan to the caravan and then the one that you know manages to steal his coat back and take it back to him. And as soon as Negan puts his coat back on, it's this really iconic moment where he's like restored and he's right back to being the badass he always was. He doesn't have Lucille. Dwight still has Lucille and is using it as kind of like a totem to beating his oppressors and, and coming out of the other side of it as a stronger person and a good guy. Uh, but Negan's for sure going to be reconnected with Lucille at some point. Oh, you know, and he's going to pop somebody with it. Yeah. Because he's a thirsty bitch. Uh, but Negan's entire plan is to find the Whisperers, which are the the skinwalkers, the guys that cut up the zombies and then drape their skin over them and talk. <laughs> I, I don't know what's worse. The saviors of the skin. I think the skinwalkers are kind of fucked in the head. Well, the skinwalkers are legion. There's so many of them. We are legion. And they have so many zombies at their disposal. Uh, they're way more of a threat than I think the saviors ever were. I mean, there's a lot of, there was a lot of saviors, but it was nothing compared to the number of zombies that the... So you feel like I feel that Negan's going to penetrate him like he's going to be a bad guy, but then come out on the good guy and join Rick because he's respecting Rick now? I thought it was I thought it was true to Negan's form because he, he kills Brandon. Uh-huh. Like Brandon leaves him to where the spikes were that, that had everybody's heads on him. And then Negan's like, fuck you, you're an idiot. And yeah. <laughs> like it was just it was pure Negan. Kills Brandon and then walks on to where the Whisperers are. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if Negan's going to somehow take over the Whisperers or take them out and come back and try to help Rick or... Like, it's all up in the air at this point because he's changed so much. He's been in prison for so long, and he's been having conversations with Rick. So maybe his philosophies have changed. Maybe they haven't. I don't really know. This is definitely such an interesting book in the Walking Dead mythos because it's the first time you're really unsure of a character's motives. Yeah. Here's where Rick's going to get it, and then Coral's going to take over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Rick's going to die anytime soon. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, it's a really good issue. Yeah. Pick it up. It's a good one to have. They're going to do Dwight. Not Dwight. They're going to do Daryl. <laughs> He's supposed to be showing up in the comics at some point. Oh, Jesus. We, Seriously? We, we talked about that oh, already. Oh, crap. I forgot you mentioned that to me. Yeah. That dude's dead. He got his, we all know he got his brains bashed in on the show. I'm pretty sure it was Glenn, actually. Yeah. You sure it wasn't Abraham? Take we'll, it like a man? We'll talk about that in a little while. Okay. All right. Uh, so what was your pick of the week, then? Man, there was another book I wanted to take because it's fairly new, but I could not, not take this one. I had to go with Midnighter number 11. Great Steve Orlando and, and ACO. It was really good. Another kick-ass book. Midnighter got his ass whooped, as you remember, which is like totally unbelievable. I figured only Batman could do that shit. Right, because he was fighting against the other guy that could see into the future further yeah, than and Midnighter could. Apollo shows up, helps out Midnighter, heals him, and then they go back to fight the guy again. And you see the other dude, the I can't think of his name. He's a really badass dude. He's a real bad guy. Working with Amanda Waller. Parasite? Uh, well, Parasite's there, but no, no, the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, uh, Bendix. Yeah. Yeah. So they're up to real no good shit. He, he's the guy that created Midnighter. He's the one that put all the God Garden implants into him and everything. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's getting really bad. But Midnighter fights that one guy again who can see for a little bit further in the future. <laughs> it just so, outsmarts that dumbass. It was ass. so satisfying to watch Midnighter whoop that guy's ass because yeah. all he did was he figured out where the guy was going to hit him and mm-hmm. then doubled his armor in those places on his body and then just took all the hits. Mm-hmm. So the guy, like, hurt himself trying to fight against him. And then Midnighter was like, okay, you done now? Now it's my turn. Yeah. It's all about surviving that first barrage. And he did. 
Like that just proves how ruthless and how smart Midnighter really is. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so disappointed that this series is getting getting canceled before Rebirth. Uh-huh. Um, I know that at some point he's going to come back. I don't know if it's going to be on a team or if it's going to be, you know, a new standalone series or whatnot. I mean, Steve has signed an exclusive deal with DC, so yes, he'll probably continue to be the person that champions Midnighter. It's just a shame that the sales weren't there and that the the book hasn't really been as successful as it should have been. Um, I, I've enjoyed it since it started. It's been tremendous. I've never been a big Midnighter guy until Steve took over. Well, apparently, I mean, I was reading an article about it the other day. It seems like a lot of people just dismissed it because of the gay aspect of the character. They're idiots. You know, neither one of us, you know, we're not, we're not drawn to it because he's a gay character. We're drawn to it because, A, we're friends with Steve, and because, B, he's an amazing fighter, and it's like some of the most interesting writing I've seen. The dialogue is fantastic. Uh, but the gay stuff's neither here nor there. I mean, that's, that has, I mean... For gay people, I'm sure it has a big impact. Give me a freaking break. Who but gives a shit? People are so stupid. It's ridiculous. When you have someone as talented as Orlando is and how he writes, the man is a freaking poet. I'm not going to lie to you. He has got damn great skills. The artist he has is freaking awesome. Yeah. The damn book itself stands on its own. Yeah, it really Even does. if it gets canceled, you need to buy the trades or whatever. Or go back and buy the single issues or whatever. This is something to have. It, it was really good. When it first came out, remember, everything was trending. Everything was good. Steve was blowing up. It was fine. He didn't like get up all in your face. Oh, here's dong wagging in your face like a like an image book would. The other thing is, like, and it's not. It hadn't even. It, it wasn't even like what people are thinking. It was more of a, like a love story between Midnighter right. and his guy. It was about love and, and not sex. Like Constantine, on the other hand, <laughs> has done a little bit better than Midnighter, I think. And that's you know very explicit, like sex going on in that book. Like two dudes, and that bothers people. But for some reason, they've latched more onto Midnighter because he's more of an unknown character, I think, than Hellblazer is. Like, it's really dumb. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, it really is. People are so damn closed-minded. I'm really pissed about this. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Steve's going to go on and do greater things, and you're oh, right. Yeah. And Midnighter will probably come back. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And, and I guarantee you, I love this book. And this is my kids love this book. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> what was your pick of the week, brother? All right. So my pick of the week uh, is kind of mistitled my pick of the week because it was actually my number one book. <laughs> Um, but it's a brand new book, which is why I put it in this, this slot. I got you. This is hands down the best comic I've read this year. Like not even joking. I mean, I've read a lot of books this year, but Jesus Christ, this book is amazing. Where's that? You said you're going to loan it to me. It's out in the the living room. (laughs) Okay. Uh, it's called the fix and it's the first issue from Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber. Not like that. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) when I first read the, the overall synopsis or the little pitch or whatever, it didn't really seem that interesting. It's, it's about criminals who aren't very good at being criminals is what, the thing said. <laughs> America's dumbest criminals, okay. And I, I think that was actually what it said. And I was like, oh, like another crime book. I'm just not, not uh-huh. that into it. I mean, I like Nick Spencer because of Morning Glories. And uh, some people had said some good things about it on Facebook. So I went and picked it up. And I'm so glad that I did. And it's just a trade? No, it's a first issue. Oh, okay. It's, a, and it's an oversized first issue. It's like 48 pages. What's the fix? So I can probably find it at... Uh probably can still get one? Yeah, you can still get one for okay. sure. And if you haven't yet, go get one. Because I have a feeling this is going to blow up. So it's about these two criminals... Um, they're outdated. You know, they've, they've gotten by for years, stealing people, stealing stuff from people, breaking into cars, bashing heads, you know, whatever. But technology's gotten to a point now where, you know, if you do a smash and grab at a bank, you walk away with $300 and that's like the best you can get. Right. But if you're a cyber terrorist or a cyber criminal, you can steal hundreds of thousands of dollars and like hide your tracks and make away with real money. Uh-huh. And they don't know computer shit. So they're, <laughs> <laughs> they feel emasculated and, and kind of outdated. Mm-hmm. So they decide, uh, because they hear some tips that there's this old man at this nursing home who has a bunch of money hidden away in his room. So they bust into the old folks' home with a bunch of guns, 
have one of the orderlies take him to this old man who's sleeping. He's like on air airflow thing. He has like one of those things on his n- nose. Uh-huh. Um, and they start looking around the room trying to find the money. And it's hidden up in the ceiling tiles. So they open it up and like you know, a bunch of bills fall down. It looks like a cascade of, of bills, but turns out it's mostly like fives and tens. It's really not that much money. It's a couple hundred dollars probably. Oh, wow. <laughs> but when it falls, it wakes up the old man uh-huh. and he pulls a shotgun out from under his bed and starts shooting at him. <laughs> Oh, man. So they start running through this nursery home with this old man chasing after him, and he's got his little, like, cart thing with his little air tube. Are you serious? <laughs> and he's, like, shooting <laughs> him with a shotgun. And they run out the front door, hop in their car, and drive away. And then the interesting thing and the flip-flop of, of all of this is that the two guys are both cops. Oh, wow. They decided to become cops because that would be the easiest way to cover their tracks and, and keep being criminals without ever getting caught. Uh-huh. They could find out the best scores. They could steal evidence. They could do whatever they wanted because cops always had the, the power and the authority. Nobody ever questioned them. Uh-huh. So the same two guys go get the call to investigate the robbery at the oh, old folks' home. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So they go back there, and one of them, the, the main guy the story's about, he changes clothes, puts on a suit or whatever, and goes back. The other guy, who's like the fat, lazy dude, like, he eats a burrito and, like, stains his shirt and everything. Uh, he's wearing a flowery shirt, like a, a red and green flowery shirt when he steals the guy's money. Mm-hmm. He goes back to interview everybody wearing the exact same shirt. And he's like, eh, I don't care. Nice. <laughs> Nobody pays attention to details. We've proven that time and time again. So they get back there, and, of course, nobody remembers him. But it's funny because the one partner, the smart one's like, so what kind of shirt was he wearing? Is he about the height of my partner? Did he kind of look, like, about the same weight as my partner? <laughs> wow. And, like, the people just... You know, they're all old, so they don't remember. Uh-huh. Um, well, they, it turns out they owe a bunch of money to this other guy. Uh-huh. Uh, a few months back, they arrested this Hollywood producer. Okay. Because he was on bath salts. And, like, it shows his whole progression of being on bath salts and all the crazy shit he did in two days. It's like a big splash page. Nice. Uh, he did some real fucked up stuff. <laughs> so they arrested him. They were going to put him in jail. And he was like, look, guys, I, I promise uh, I have this dominatrix I go and see sometime. Next time I take bath salts, I'll make sure she ties me down so I can't get up and go and do any of that stuff. And they're like, next time? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, next time I'll make sure I'm like strapped down so I don't go out and do crazy shit. And they're like, w- you just did a bunch of fucked up stuff. You bit a guy's nose off. You're probably going to jail. And he's like, oh, no, no, that's not going to happen. He's like, I'm a movie producer. Uh, I can buy the rights to your life stories, and you guys will make a fortune. Um, you know, All you have to do is like let me go. And so they're both crooked, so they're like, all right. So they make like 40 grand. And... They waste the money. They squander it by investing in a battle bot. <laughs> you remember the old uh, show where people would build the machines yeah. and they'd fight in the arena? So uh-huh. it was like an underground battle bot ring oh where they God. live. <laughs> and they build a battle bot and it gets destroyed and they lose all their money. But they had to borrow a little bit from a guy in, oh. order, to fin- in order to finance the rest of it. So they make a big score again, uh, invest in another battle bot, lose again. Oh, wow. So now this bookie who... He's like a real upstanding gentleman. He's like the mayor of the town or something. I don't remember exactly his uh, his status, but he's like ruthless. Like he kills people with a smile on his face. He like feeds them to sharks and stuff. Like Holy he's shit. really fucked up, but he likes them because they're cops. So he's willing to cut him a little bit of slack. Uh-huh. They go to see him and he's like, well, you know, if you don't, if you don't uh, pay me pretty soon, I'm going to cut off your taints. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm not doing this book any kind of justice. I'm just telling you some of the highlights of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of content because it's like 48 pages. The dialogue is some of the funniest I've read in a long time. Okay. Um, the characters are all so interesting. Um, just do yourself a favor and go pick up the fix. Number one, hands down the best book I've read this year. Uh, you won't be disappointed and, and don't worry about whatever you've read. Um, as far as like the, 
the premise on uh, on different preview sites or whatever because it doesn't do that any kind of justice either. Like that's what I did. That's the mistake I made was just dismissing it. But man, I wish I had just picked it up the first time we went and got our books. It would have been so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I will uh, see if I can find it today then. So that's you don't want to miss it. That's for sure. And that does it for comics. So All right. Let's move on. Um, so the Kickstarter for Speak No Evil is still going on. Uh, we're in our second week now, and we're at 2,800, just a little over there. So we're at like uh, 58% funded. Oh, man. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, still need to raise you know, the other 2,000 or so. So anybody out there that hasn't pledged, you can get to the site real easily by going to graybearcomics.com. It's G-R-A-Y, bearcomics.com. Take you straight to the Kickstarter. Um, even if you can't afford to pledge right now, you can still uh, support us by sharing the link, telling your friends about it, spread the word. Um, we're really trying to get picked up and do an interview with like one of the major comic book sites like Newsarama or Comic Book Resources or something like that, Bleeding Cool. Uh, it just hasn't happened yet. We're still working on it. Don't forget to drop Comical in there. I won't. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to the, the podcast that have promoted us so far this week, uh, Nerds on Tap. We were on there for a short little thing, uh, Longbox Small Talk, and then Rebel Radio. So thanks to those guys. And we should have a couple more podcast interviews coming up in the next few weeks. So we're doing everything we can to try to promote this book and get it happening. Hmm, you're on your own Shovel My Shit tour. <laughs> kind of. It's really like uh, Shovel My Speak No Evil tour. Nice. <laughs> uh, but it's going really well. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us so far. Um, again, if you can support us or you haven't supported us yet, uh, please do. And if you can't afford monetarily to support us, you know, share the link. It helps us a lot. You're doing great. They're never going to know this is a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I said Fonzie. Well, you're, you're, you're a Fonzie. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that. Uh, now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Tell me a funny story. Who's up? You. What? No way. Oh, good Lord. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. It's no, no, me. but no, no, no. I don't, have, I don't have a funny story, but uh, I have a funny moment. Okay. But it wasn't a funny moment on me. The funny moment is because when I looked at this person, I should have took a picture of this because it was so hilarious because it made me think of one person immediately. So, you know, we went to George's party, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Carrie was there, right? And you know how Carrie has long hair and you know, he's really thin. He's losing weight, you know, right? Yeah. So, yesterday was my daughter's birthday. She turned 25. Happy birthday, Nicole. I'm old. <laughs> And so they're already there, her and my niece. And so me and my wife and the boys show up, and we go to Chili's. Yeah. And actually, oh, my God. Can't do better than Chili's? No, 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 no. Bacon <laughs> quesadillas are the bomb, dude. First of all, you need to have those. Those shit were real. They have were- you not listened to the GIC episodes where I talk about Chili's? I will never be setting foot in another fucking Chili's. I'm going to bring you some bacon quesadillas, and I'll bring them to you. I, I, you don't have to go to Chili's. I'll bring them to you. Those shit are legit. I mean, they were freaking amazing. So anyway, long story short. So we got, the waiter comes up. All right. He's like, what'd you like to drink? Remind me of Spider-Gwen, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but the funny part was, it was a skinnier, more in shape Carrie. <laughs> it looked just like freaking Carrie. So you, saw his, the, you saw his doppelganger? I saw his skinny gay doppelganger. He had glasses, <laughs> and, and it was funny. The dude had a good sense. He was, he was cool. I mean, he was very soft-spoken. But it looked like Carrie. Oh, my God. I was like, dude, what are the Metal Geeks doing here at Chili's? But I, but I couldn't focus on that because I was too busy getting roasted. Apparently, my kids, my wife, and my niece all thought it was time to roast Miguel. They were off the chain. There was all kind of love-making jokes between you and me, and, and Justin knows what, what I have. And Yeah, it was pretty bad, dude. 
it was, that's why I was like, where are you at, man? I need some help. <laughs> I couldn't defend myself. It was coming from every different direction. Everything I said, they were like, that's what he said. That's what, <laughs> those type of jokes. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it wasn't much of a funny story, but that was just... That I saw Carrie's doppelganger. Nice. You should go to Chili's there in that location. Yeah, I'm not going to Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Chili's. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I do have a funny story as well. All right. Um, it's a bathroom story. Surprise, surprise. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, I still haven't got my video of you playing with the uh, stuff I bought you for Christmas. Oh, don't worry. I don't want it. <laughs> I just tell you, don't. Why did I remind you? There's <laughs> something wrong with me. <laughs> it's coming. Oh. Uh, so anyways, I go in the bathroom at work, you know. Sorry to keep using bathroom at work stories, but man, the people there, they're just so stupid. I don't understand it. So I go in the bathroom on the third floor, which is the floor we work on, and of course, it's filled to capacity. Mm-hmm. So I go to the second floor, same problem. Stanky. So I go to the first floor. Really? should have to travel three floors to go to the bathroom. But Why would you go to the first floor? Because I was going down, not up. That's where all the people come in from the outside, dude. You'll get something. So I walk in, uh-huh. and we have a, we have a kitchen at our, at our company where they cook lunch for the employees and stuff, but I never eat there. Uh, one time I saw a cockroach crawl across the bacon, and the woman just knocked it aside and was like, what can I get you? And I was like, I don't need bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I want that roach you just flicked. <laughs> uh, so I don't eat in the kitchen because of that, but there's this guy that works there named Romeo. Oh, yeah. So I go in the bathroom. No. And he's at the urinal Uh-oh. with his stuff hanging out, and uh, he's got his cell phone out, and he's playing a racing game on while, his cell phone. While he's... And, you know, if you play a racing game, you're... you're a lot of people have a tendency to like sway side to side and like move and like you know, yeah. move their shoulders real fast motion when they're like taking turns and stuff. Oh my god! So I walk in and I see this guy and he looks like he's having a fucking seizure at the toilet. He's like, <laughs> he's, like doing this, and, like no hand in it. <laughs> First of all, there's, there's nothing holding in this shit. <laughs> and he, he's he's got the music up full blast, so it's like and it's like and he crashes. And there's like a big explosion. He's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. Uh, to use your phrase, there was no other way to describe it. It was like, wow. <laughs> he, did, he did wash his hands to his credit, and then he left. I can't believe that Romeo was in there playing a game with his junk hanging out. Oh, man. Well, you know what the problem is? You know, he probably don't get to play the game when he's making your sandwich. He's not, making, he's, not, he's not making my sandwich. <laughs> he washed his hands, though, bro. He did wash his hands. He's been there as long as we have. Yes, yes. So at least the cooking staff does wash their hands. But. Well, I thought you said when he was doing the shimmy there, doing the charro at the thing, that maybe he was splashing it all over the place. Oh, uh, he had to be. There was no way you could be moving as much as he was and not. But he was at the urinal, so I mean, I don't know if it was going on the wall. Was his apron what? up? Or was it apron? He was wearing his normal clothes. There was uh, no apron on. Okay, okay. I was going to say, because... <laughs> <laughs> he does wipe his hands on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I did not want to go and stand beside him. Let's just say that. <laughs> that, was, that was you, you got you to turn left. Turn left. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for that other car. <laughs> yeah, like you're looking at the game. <laughs> stand over his shoulder. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Toxic dick. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we work in a real weird place. Yeah, we do. Man, that's pretty damn funny. <laughs> I thought you'd get a kick out of that. I'd have walked in and said, hey, primo, don't do that. <laughs> no cell phones in the bathroom. It's a rule. <laughs> like that dumbass that ate the orange? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, a few weeks ago. It was a couple months ago, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody was eating an orange in the bathroom. <laughs> it was so gross. Like, he peeled an orange and was, like, standing there in the... in the Like, you go in our bathroom, and there's a mirror and two sinks, and then like just right next to that, there's two urinals, and across from that, there's the stalls. And he's standing there, like, looking at himself in the mirror, peeling his orange and eating it in the bathroom. And he did it two days in a row. 
And then the third day, I went down there again, and I found the peel in the in the trash bin. So I don't know if this is a regular occurrence for this guy, but I stopped going around that time because it was grossing me out too much. <laughs> Next week is lemons. Oh. <laughs> Maybe he's just trying to make it smell better. Oh. I don't. Oh. I don't want any like floating fecal matter on my oranges, though. <laughs> Dude, that's disgusting. <laughs> it enhances the flavor. Oh. <laughs> Hey, I'm pissing orange. <laughs> All right. That was my funny story. All right. That's pretty good, man. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. What do you want to do first? Comics. Okay. Um, so Emerald City Comic Con is going right now. Uh, Bendis is there, and he's unofficially confirmed that there will be an upcoming series that is a direct sequel to Alias. So we're going to see more of Jessica Jones in the Marvel Universe actually as a sequel to Alias. Um, this isn't a Marvel announcement. But this is Bendis saying that. So uh, pretty easy to believe if he's saying it. Yeah. Sweet. I'm looking forward to reading more Alias. Um, let's You're see. an alias. <laughs> Horstocles is an alias. <laughs> uh, IDW and 2000 AD are doing a crossover event. They're doing a comic called Punisher versus Dr- Judge Dredd versus Aliens. Well, punish some aliens now. John Lehman is writing it. Uh, that's the writer oh, for Chew. Yeah. And uh, Chris Mooneyham is drawing it. And it's supposed to come out July 27th, 2016. I'm picking it up. Yeah, because it's you guy. <laughs> that, and you know, it's Punisher, <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> no, Predator, Predator, oh. not Punisher. Oh, Predator, Aliens, and who else? Judge Dredd. I am the law. <laughs> Is that what you're going to tell the Predator? I am the law. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, ugly mother over here. That sounds cool, though. It's, it's kind of an interesting crossover, right? Yeah. Hey, we got Predator in here. <laughs> I'm calling the cops on you. <laughs> I beat you to it. What'd you do, what'd you do with all those kids? <laughs> no, that was you. <laughs> Not that kind of predator, you jackass. <laughs> all right. Uh, IDW has also announced that they're releasing a Powerpuff Girls comic. Uh, they've been gone for a while. They're coming back in July, which is kind of cool. I watched the new show yesterday. How was it? It was actually really funny. It was Mojo Jojo? Yes, he was. Oh, nice. And his appearance was amazing, too. He's like, I am Mojo Jojo. <laughs> oh, jeez. You got to get that for me. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I was always a fan of Powerpuff Girls growing up. I mean, it's... It's on Cartoon Network? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Damn, I didn't even know that. The yeah. the new voice actors for the girls are all really good. I mean, some of the stuff is a little bit different. I mean, the, the dad the dad guy, his voice is different. The mayor is definitely different. Um, but the girls all sound fairly similar to how I remember them. So, but Mojo Jojo rocks? Oh, Mojo Jojo is perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's It's a lot of fun. Check it out if you're a fan. All right, you got to get that for me tomorrow. Uh, ID, IDW has also announced that they're doing like a classic Disney line. Um, the first book they're releasing is going to be a Mickey Mouse four-issue miniseries called Mickey Mouse Shorts. <laughs> and it's based on European cartoon uh, Mickey Mouse, more recent stuff, I guess. Oh, wait, wait. It's actually French, I think. It is, it is French. <laughs> but I just think it's really weird that IDW is the one releasing these Disney cartoons since uh, you know Marvel owns is owned by Disney now. Yeah. You know? Phantom X, Phantom Mickey Mouse. I mean, what are we working here? <laughs> it seems, seems strange, right? Yeah, it does seem a little bit weird. But whatever. I mean, if you're a fan of Mickey Mouse and you haven't read a Mickey Mouse comic in a while, you know, he's coming back. The rat. <laughs> uh, Wizard World. Dude, that'd be awesome. Hang on. That'd be awesome if Mickey Mouse like crossed over the turtles so the rat king can come get him. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Old school rat king. You know, yeah. the one with the bandages around his yeah. <laughs> He's like, ooh. <laughs> Uh, so Wizard World, you know, it's one of the biggest conventions that runs all over the U.S. You know, they travel around. Yeah. Um, they've announced that they're doing a Comic-Con cruise that's going to take place uh, December 2nd through December 5th. It's leaving Miami and going to Nassau in the Bahamas. 
Well, you have. Norman Reedus is going to be their inaugural guest. They're still recruiting other people. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll announce more as time goes by. But that's kind of cool. Yeah. Comic Con cruise. I think Captain Vane, Captain Flint, and John Long John Silver should be on that. I would go. Yeah, I'm sure there will be cosplayers since it's going to. No, I want the guys. <laughs> I want the real guys. <laughs> that would that would be kind of cool, actually. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Going to Nassau. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, like I've never taken a cruise. Just never really been that interested in it. Uh, I thought about doing the seventy thousand tons of metal one. The one that leaves in February that uh, they usually have like 20 or 30 metal bands that play the entire duration of the trip. Holy crap. You never see the water. You'd be too busy jamming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only thing that kind of sucks about that is like you could never escape the metalheads if you wanted to. <laughs> like, like drunken idiots everywhere. Yeah, that's true. At least with a Comic-Con cruise, you'd mostly get like laid back people that are like fanboys or fangirls about their stuff. Yeah, a lot of chicks and stuff showing stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a, that too. It's a dude's cruise. <laughs> I figured you would go to Nassau just because of pirate lore. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to go because it's probably a bunch of money <laughs> that I don't have. But uh, it is, Kickstarter. It is a cool <laughs> idea. Yeah. Somebody fund us going to go, going on this trip. Go fund. <laughs> go fund me for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be go fuck you because they ain't going to give me the money for that. <laughs> Nobody's giving us money for that. That's for sure. Uh, and that's it for comics this week. Cool. What about TV, bro? TV. Uh, so the show Lucifer. Okay. Uh, it's been renewed for a second season. Oh, this is going to make it canceled. No. <laughs> it's coming back. It's surprising. Well, the devil always comes back, you know, and never get rid of him. No, I mean, as many Fox shows as don't make it past the season one, it's amazing that Lucifer is one of the ones that did. <laughs> I'm not even watching it. Like, I, I watched the first episode, and, you know, it's not that it's a bad show. I just haven't had time. There's so much other stuff to watch. Like, I'm really surprised that it's been as popular as it has been. We might have to pick it up and catch it up during summer, see what it is. I'm guessing all the controversy, like, you know, pushed a bunch of people to check it out or something. So huh. Maybe so, but either way, it's coming back. All right. Uh, there's a Cloak and Dagger series coming. Oh, you told me about this. Season one was ordered by Freeform, uh, which used to be ABC Family. <gasps> um, the only thing is, we don't know if it's going to be connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe or if it's going to be a standalone thing. It can't be. It's on ABC Family. <laughs> really? We're going to be all lovey-touchy in this thing? Well, it is a love story. I mean, you got the Cloak and Dagger love story thing. That's always been at the heart of Cloak and Dagger, though. Yeah, I know, but... Ugh. <laughs> I mean, they're such interesting characters. You, you, don't, you don't see them in comics too much nowadays, but you did a lot in the 90s. And I was always a fan. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it in a live-action representation. I don't know if it's going to be related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It would be cool if it is, because Cloak and Dagger could work really well in like, some of the Netflix shows, just showing up to like, help people move around or, or help with fights and stuff. I mean, I would love to see a Netflix version of these characters. I'm kind of disappointed it's going to be on Freeform or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I'll still check it out. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cinemax is developing Garth Ennis' series The Boys for TV, um, along with Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and Neil Moritz, which is the same team that did AMC's Preacher. Okay. Um, Ennis is a really good writer. On Skinemax. Uh, yeah, I've never read The Boys. Me neither. Um, but, I mean, I like Ennis' other writing, so I'll probably have to check it out before this comes out. I haven't seen Preacher yet, but I've seen the, the trailers and the little snippets and stuff, and it looks pretty good. That does look pretty good. It's kind of weird that Seth Rogen's like the driving force behind this, but it, he could be really good for this. I mean, he's obviously a comic book fan. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I'll probably pick up the, the boys' trades. and I bet you do. <laughs> 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 See what I think about it. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> and then the, uh, the most interesting thing, TV-wise, okay. is that uh, Negan has finally arrived. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Oh. <laughs> 
not a lot of swearing, but you didn't need to. Like I said, Jeffrey D. Morgan is the shit, man. He is the shit. Brayton walked out and said, I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> he gave me nightmares. The episode itself wasn't the best. I mean, I understand why they did what they did. They had to show how big and how powerful the saviors really were. That they could stop Rick's group from progressing north. They stopped every single road they tried to travel. But it seemed like it took way too long. Like, they had promised everybody an hour and a half finale, so they felt like they had to make it an hour and a half long. I think that it would have been much better as, like, a 45-minute yeah. standard episode. Um, but the part with Negan, when they finally get there at the end, and you see everybody panicking, and, like, Rick has sweat running down his face, and he's, like, losing his shit. Yeah, Rick was Rick was like, <laughs> that, was, that was the first time you really seen Rick be afraid, I think. Like you said, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was so good. He delivered the speech almost line for line from what it was in the comics. I mean, it didn't happen that way in the comics. It was it took place in a completely different area, like right in front of the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, but location wasn't nearly as important as delivery, and uh, I think he delivered it perfectly. You got future serial killer here. <laughs> I loved <laughs> so much that he called uh, Carl little future serial killer. <laughs> like he always tries to recruit Carl as a sidekick in the comics, which I think is going to be really funny going forward. Um, you know, the only thing that people are mad about is the final final scene where he can kill somebody. You know, we got the eating Meeny, Miny, Moe thing, which is straight out of the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was more people to choose from, obviously, because Abraham was there and Sasha and Eugene and people that don't fucking matter shouldn't have been there. Um, Abraham kind of bucked up and volunteered to die, but Negan, I don't think Negan would take that kind of bait. Who do you think Negan killed? Uh, I had three choices. I, was, I narrowed it down to Glenn, to Abraham, and to Eugene. Why Abraham or Eugene? Uh, I think it's time for them to go. <laughs> well, it's past time for, for Abraham to go. You know, Eugene's still alive in the comics. But I think the thing to push Rick to where he's going to be, it has to be Glenn. I think it has to be Glenn or Daryl. Well, that was the other, that's what I meant. Daryl was the other one, too. I mean, uh, But Daryl got shot, so maybe they're not going to kill Daryl. It's probably not. The more I think about it, it's probably not going to be Daryl. It's going to be Glenn. I mean, they've, they've left everybody a lot of clues. It's Maggie. A lot of red herrings. They're trying to convince everybody Daryl's going to be the one to go because he has a new series coming out and, and yeah. all that other stuff. It's Maggie. <laughs> uh, I don't think Daryl's going to survive another season. Uh, I imagine that Negan will kill him off before the end of season six. Probably. But I don't think that he's the one that died here. I think it was Glenn, which is how it was in the comics, which is how it should be. I mean, Glenn... In the, in the comics and in the TV series, has been my favorite character. Like, in the TV series, he's the one that's closest to his comic book version. Wouldn't you say so? Mm-hmm. So, I enjoy, I enjoy him. <laughs> like, yeah. it, 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 it will be sad when he dies, but it's supposed to be. Maggie's got the short hair now. You see how she was looking at Rick? Yeah. Looking at Rick just like in the comics, when yeah. she's like, Rick, do some shit. And Rick's just like, I, shaking like he's got Parkinson's or some <laughs> shit. I mean, seriously, dude, Rick. Okay, first of all, hell of a job by the, the character... Uh, What's his real name? Lincoln? Uh, Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Oh, my God. He, sh- believable. Dude, I thought he was literally shit in his pants, for real. <laughs> it's PP party time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, right? Some of you will piss your pants. Some of you will cry. <laughs> Dude, Rick, uh, he's amazing. That guy's an amazing actor. Man, that was amazing. I now can't wait to watch Rick change. They've got to take it there, man. they got I mean, to. They should have been for five fucking seasons. Only this season, we finally started to see a glimpse of who Rick really could be. You know, I t- I've, I've been talking about Walking Dead a lot lately because Negan's finally shown up and now people are asking questions and whatnot. Um, I've always stuck by my original statement that you know most TV shows or movies based on a book are about 80% as good as the source material. 
but the TV series for Walking Dead, I feel like is only 15% as good as the comics. Mm-hmm. I'd say this season it's been about 25%. You know, wow. there, there's been there's been some bad stuff, but they've been closer to the comics than usual. They've almost cut a lot of that filler shit out too, but it's still there. <laughs> there's still like whole episodes that are nonsense. Well, I guess you got to, you know, you can't really uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Hey, Fear the Walking Dead starts uh tonight. Tonight, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I was really happy with Negan. I was actually really happy with them leaving as a cliffhanger. I know other people are pissed off about it. I think it's hilarious that so many people are mad about it. I liked that they did the death scene from the perspective of the dying uh, because then it left it a mystery and you really got to see how brutal the murder was because... They can't show you popping him in the head and his eyeball popping out. I know. They they can't really show it the way they did in the comics. It's too, that would have been awesome. Too brutal for TV, I think. So if AMC would have went out, it would been like, respect. <laughs> But I'm, I'm sure, actually, at some point in the next season, we'll see it from the other, other people's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll have to. Or maybe AMC will cop out, and then it'll be like, oh, my God, Glenn, and they'll all run over and cover up the body or something. But hopefully not. Hopefully we get to see from, like, a side portrait view of what happens or something. No, he told them all not to move, because if they moved, to cut the other boys out and feed it to his father. Yeah. That was fucked up. <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> I was happy with it. Yeah. I, I, was, I was really satisfied with the last part of the finale. Um Looking forward to seeing what comes next because I mean Negan's story is really interesting. It's really good. We got to see the kingdom. They finally showed up. Yeah, which means next season we get Ezekiel and the tiger and everything else. Tiger. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm tentatively excited for the next season of Walking Dead, which I have never really said before before a season, but we'll see. We shall. There's see. There's still a lot of opportunity for them to let me down. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're gonna let you down because it wasn't gonna be Glenn or Daryl. It's gonna be Sasha. Yeah, they kill, <laughs> they kill Sasha. I'm not watching another episode ever again. Or it was Abraham or, or uh... actually, if it's not Glenn or Daryl, I'm done. You're like, done. Yeah, if it's not one of them two, I'm just I'm done with the show. It's Rick. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's got to be Glenn or Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for TV. Let's move on to movies. Movies. So the first reviews are for Captain America: Civil War are coming in. Yeah, and uh, they're almost all positive. Everybody that's seen it has loved it. Wow. Uh, they said there's a lot of moving pieces, but it all works really well. They, they say that uh, Marvel has managed to do what DC couldn't. <laughs> lots and lots of comments like that. Granted, though, Marvel's been doing this for a lot longer now than DC has, so it was DC's first shot. At, you can't cut him some slack, man. Everybody's really excited about Spider-Man. I've seen almost universally, Andrews! <laughs> no, not even that. But, I mean, people are, are loving Tom Holland to Spider-Man. They think he's hilarious. He's the best representation of Spider-Man we've seen so far. Hmm. Cracking jokes. He's in the movie a lot more than what we expect him to be based on the trailer. Okay. Same with Black Panther. He's every like Black Panther and Spider-Man are everybody's favorite two characters. I'm, I'm really, I'm really stoked to see Black Panther. Uh, apparently that airport fight scene where you see them running at each other. Uh-huh. It's like 25 minutes long. Oh, wow. Apparently it's like a knockdown drag out fight. And the final fight between Iron Man and Captain America is supposed to be spectacular. Like it's the greatest fight we've seen in any superhero thing so far. One-on-one? One-on-one. Oh, man. So I'm hearing all these comments that got me really excited. I'm looking forward to seeing Cap 3. It's going to be good. Which team, man? Oh, I'm Cap for sure. Yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Speaking about Spider-Man, you know, they're doing the reboot. It's going to happen July 7th, 2017. Uh, it was confirmed by Sony and Marvel that several of the Marvel Cinematic Universe characters are going to appear in the Spider-Man reboot. Nice. So I think there's like five characters that are going to be showing up there. Deadpool. <laughs> probably not Deadpool. Damn, you know that would be freaking hilarious. That would be really funny. Oh my god, that would probably make more money than anybody else ever. It's, it's probably going to be Avengers, or it's probably going to be... Um, it could be X-Men, I guess. Really? That could be interesting. Wow. Spider-Man's had a lot of interaction with the X-Men over the years. Firestorm, Iceman. 
Spider-Man Spider- and his amazing friend. Firestorm is DC. Uh, not Firestorm. <laughs> you gotta, Firestar. Jesus. You got to stop doing that. <laughs> Everybody's starting to clash. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who they pick. Uh, we also got some Wolverine news. Boyd Holbrook, who's one of the leads in Narcos, has been cast as the lead villain in Wolverine 3, but they haven't said who the lead villain is going to be yet. So, <laughs> huh. I mean, if you're a fan of the guy, I guess that's good news. Uh, we found out when the first Doctor Strange trailer is going to debut, and it's going to be April 12th on Kimmel. So we're only like a week away from seeing the first uh, real video footage of Doctor Strange. There you go. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, Wonder Woman has gotten a new release date. It's going to be June 2nd, 2017. Is that earlier? It's earlier. It was like the same weekend as Spider-Man supposed to come out, so they moved it up so it wouldn't Oh, clash. okay. Let's see. Deadpool. Oh. Okay. What about Deadpool? <laughs> it's now the highest grossing X-Men film of all time. Wow. So it's the highest grossing R-rated film of all time and the highest grossing X-Men film. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It's made $754.5 million. Nice. It's going to hit that billion dollar mark. You think? Once, uh, once DVDs come out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You buying that? Duh. <laughs> How Come many on. copies? Come Two. On. No, one no, to no. keep it in plastic, and the other one. <laughs> no, no, no. I got my own plastic. <laughs> I make sure I get you that Michael Douglas Daredevil coming. I'm Daredevil Deadpool combination. <laughs> no, it's gonna be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to picking that up, and I think the release date for that is May 10th. So we're not far away from that either. Oh man. Uh, and then the very last thing is that Rogue One, a Star Wars story trailer has been released. Dude, that's freaking awesome. It looks really good. Uh, another female lead. People have a problem with that. People there's been st- a lot of backlash because there's another female lead. We've said this all in this episode. People are freaking stupid. <laughs> I mean, she looks awesome. Yeah. Ray was awesome. Absolutely. Definitely. Amazing. Like, I watched Force Awakens again last night. Love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, as soon as it was over, I wanted to watch it again. Nice. Like, <laughs> I'm still not tired of that movie. It's so much fun. Um, this looks just as good. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, this, this takes place before the destruction of the Death Star. I always talk about the Bothans that died to bring them the plans. You know, you get to see all that. That storyline finally come to, come to life. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's in it. Yes, right. <laughs> I mean, when you see him for the first time, it's kind of like, that's weird. It's Forrest Whitaker in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it kind of takes you out of it for a moment, but at the same time, it's like, damn right. That's pretty cool. That's Forrest Whitaker in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, because he can freaking act. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it looks, it looks amazing. The effects look are just gorgeous. It, I, I really can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it either. It looks awesome. So, 3D, midnight. <laughs> 7 p.m. The, the of course, yeah. <laughs> no more midnight shows. That's right. I'm done with that crap. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Alrighty. No more news. Uh, so I want to remind everybody, please go follow us on our social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast too. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And if you do, please leave us a five-star review. Don't forget to support my Kickstarter, which is going on now. You can find it easily by going to graybearcomics.com. That's G-R-A-Y. BearComics.com, or you can go to Kickstarter and do a search for Speak No Evil, and it'll take you straight to it. Uh, we still have a long way to go, but we've got almost half a month to do it. There you go. A little over that. So, uh, you know, support us if you can, and even if you can't, please share it. Hey, and don't forget to support my presidential campaign. That's right. Ride Miguel into the future. <laughs> That's Horstocles, not Miguel. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're one and the same. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it, guys. So we will see you next week, and until then, keep on laughing, bitches.